Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says, podcast number eight, The Jumpin' Contest. Oh, you're going to like this one. This is a story about George Washington that is just not told in schools anymore, and it sure ought to be. Well, that's my job, and I'm mighty glad to do it, mighty glad. Here you go, right from the radio program, The Jumpin' Contest. Hello, America. It's time to listen to me, Uncle Sam Says. Today we got a great program for you, so listen up and let's get started. It's a fun story today. George Washington's ability to ride was what first brought him to the attention of Lord Fairfax. They'd go fox hunting nearly every day, and finally Lord Fairfax invited young 16-year-old George to go with the survey party as an apprentice surveyor. It was love at first sight for young George Washington, and he decided to make surveying his career. Now you gotta understand that being a surveyor in those times was pure frontiersmanship. It was buckskins and tomahawks. They were working way past the fringes of civilization, and not only in danger from the wild country, but from the Indians as well. It took a real man to be a surveyor in those days, somebody with a bark on. (laughs) But young George had the enthusiasm and the constitution for it. In fact, he loved it. He was so good at it that while the licensed surveyors in his party were signing the maps, he was the one actually creating them. He was a natural at it and did so well that in just one year, at age 17, he was appointed official surveyor of Culpeper County in Virginia. Finally... Finally, he began earning money and his dreams were becoming true. In fact, he was earning a fortune for his day and time. You see, most people didn't really earn money. I I mean, real money. They would just barter for what they needed. A man could get about anything he really needed just by swapping work or or by swapping something he raised on his farm or, or something he shot and killed and skinned. They didn't lack for what you'd call necessities, but they did lack for a lot of the... Simple pleasures that we take for granted today, like like spoons and forks, and oh, they had they had knives all right, but but not butter knives. Most of the frontier settlers didn't even have plates, and and windows were a real luxury. During all that, George Washington was earning a gold doubloon or six pistols every day. <laughs> now hold on, those aren't the pistols you shoot with. They were like uh, gold dollars, only worth a whole lot more than ours are. Now, now get this. 17-year-old George Washington was earning several hundred dollars a day in today's kind of money. It was incredible. Why, it was enough for him to invest in land. His dreams were beginning to come true. Oh, this is a good one. You're going to like this one. Once George Washington's love of sports got him into one of the biggest packets of trouble that he'd ever been in before. You see, there was this 16-year-old girl that was absolutely the belle of the frontier. Now, on the frontier, there there were always more men than women, and, and any girl, even an ugly girl, could just about have her pick of suitors. But this girl... This girl was no ugly girl. Why, she was just as pert and saucy as a yearling filly in tall clover. She was considered such a catch that all the young men were contesting each other for her attentions. And the feudin grew to be quite warm. Well, the father of the girl knew that if the girl chose one over the others, 
there was going to be a fight. So, to prevent bloodshed, he proclaimed a jumping contest. Whoever could jump the furthest could have the girl's hand in marriage. Oh, the day set aside for the event was quite an occasion. There were twenty or more young men who wanted that girl, and people came from all over the country just to observe the goings-on. Why, it looked just like a county fair. Young seventeen-year-old George Washington. Now, now remember, he was the official surveyor for Culpeper County, even though he was only seventeen. Well, he came upon the scene when he was out surveying. Remember, it was right out there on the frontier. And he found it very interesting. He dearly loved a sporting contest, and without knowing anything at all about the prize, he entered in with gusto. And as he was waiting his turn, you can imagine what was going on in that girl's mind. Why, she knew all the other boys, but who was this big awkward galoot, this, this tall stranger? Well, when she found out who he was, and especially how much he earned, wow, what a provider! Why, if he won, there would be, there'd be real wood floors, real, real windows, and, and she would have forks and plates and spoons and, and pewterware. She wouldn't have to wear homespun clothing. And, and her father? Well, I bet you he was trying to figure out how to boost that boy, how he could make him jump real far. Well, when it came time for George to jump, just as innocent as you please, he took his place at the mark, and when the signal was given, he shot down that runway like out of a gun, and when he leaped, it seemed like he'd never come down. Well, when he finally did come down, it was way beyond the furthest mark of any of the other contestants. Now, <laughs> some folks said that when George jumped, it wasn't really fair to the other contestants, because at six foot two inches tall, he was so long to begin with. But that didn't slow down the father or the daughter. Oh, <laughs> they declared George the winner so fast, there just wasn't time for any arguments to even get started. It took a few minutes for George to begin to understand why this most beautiful girl suddenly began hanging on to him and, and hugging him and, and why everybody else was congratulating him so much, why, why he was treated like a genuine hero. And I guess he was. But the real hero that day was that girl. Yes, sir, and she didn't even know it. Yes, sir, this country owes a great debt of gratitude to that young lady. She taught George a lesson that he hadn't really learned up to then. You see, up to this point in his life, he had met every adversity, every obstacle, square on, face to face. He'd grab it by the horns, the hair, or the hooves, and wrestle it down until it yelled, Uncle! No, sir, he wasn't one to run from trouble. Well, in the face of such a development... Young George showed that he had the makings of the great general he was going to become. Even in the passion and heat of the moment, he made a wise decision that has had far-reaching benefits for our country. He showed those folks that he could not only jump further than any of them, but that he could outrun them too. 
Yes, sir, he ran. Oh, that was the day that George Washington learned how to make a strategic retreat. Yes, sir, historians agree that George Washington's strategic retreats, which saved his troops for more productive fights, were a major reason why he won the Revolutionary War. And we owe a great debt of gratitude to that 16-year-old girl for teaching him how to do it. And we don't even know her name. Well, all right, that's our stories for today. And we really appreciate you folks visiting with us and listening to these stories. Bring your friends. We're going to be here at the same time every weekday, and, and we sure hope you like what we're teaching you. Ah, you're going to love some of the stories we've got. Oh, Daniel Morgan. He's the great-grandson of the great pirate Henry Morgan. And, you know, we just might owe the winning of the Revolutionary War to the fact that Daniel Morgan was flogged. 499 times, 20 years before the war began. Oh, he, he, he was a rascal, all right, but we sure owe him a great debt of gratitude. And wait until we tell you the story of Nancy Hart, the giantess of Georgia. What a firebrand she was. We loved her. Well, until tomorrow, speak with boldness and keep your powder dry.